So here's another podcast about movies Burn After Watching Welcome everyone <laughs> to the Burn After Watching podcast Tu veux toujours commencer ça ou? Ok, we're gonna go again So here's another podcast about movies Burn After Watching Welcome everyone to the Burn After Watching podcast Hello, hello, hello The only podcast recommended by 9 out of 10 dentists. And I'm your host, Borderland. I'm Mary. A.K.A. Bone Daddy. Nice work, Bone Daddy. What? <laughs> It's from The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we are talking about a new film, Monster, by director... I'm, I'm, I might mess this up. Iroh Kazoo... No, that sounds wrong. <laughs> I... Iro Kazoo Koreeda. Is that how you would pronounce it? That's this? pretty good. But before we talk about that, we're going to talk about everything we watched in the last few weeks. Before we get started, before we, we go into our watch list, subscribe. Find us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much everywhere. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. Find <laughs> us, subscribe, like, share, comment. comment. Is there anything else you that's can enough. do? That's enough. Yeah, that's enough. That's a lot to ask for. Yeah, just do one of those things and we'll be happy. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Let's get started because I'm excited because there's a lot of great... <laughs> this is going to be a dividing episode. I think so. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So the first thing we watch, 2001, The Green Knight. <laughs> David Lowry um, film. I mean... This was my favorite movie of 2021. This is a retelling of an Arthurian uh, legend. So think about like the uh, round table, uh, the Knights of the Round Table. Think about Merlin. Think about those kind of like legends. Think about medieval. Medieval. The reason why I love this so much is, first of all, visually. You, you can't deny that the visual of this movie, the color grading... Some of the, the things that they decide to, how they decide to show certain things. I, I really do love Dev Patel, uh, who's basically carrying the old film. Like, there's very little people in this film. It's mostly just him. And he's basically a knight who hasn't really earned the respect or the, like, hasn't went through any adventure or any challenges to basically uh, earn the title of being a knight of the round table. And he doesn't have the right values as well. Yeah, exactly. So there's like a set of values that our knights are supposed to have. And basically in this movie, the green knight come to the castle where he is and uh, throw a challenge to Christmas game to anyone who is willing to take on the game. Uh, they can basically give him one blow and whatever the blow it gives him with a, a, a sword or is the weapon of his choice, whatever You will receive the same blow a year from then. One year hence the <laughs> Christmas game. And from there, it's like an adventure for him to go meet his fate. I loved it. I, I think like th this is very much Lord of the Ring type movies. Oh, no. What? No. Yeah. Oh, no. It's an no, no, epic no, no. with well, monsters, with challenges, with mystical um, creature. I didn't mind the adventure aspect. I loved it. It was entertaining. It was fun. It was beautiful visually. I agree with you. What I didn't like about this movie is, and I know that's the whole point, I thought it was a little bit cheesy. What? Yeah. You know, the fact that he has to earn those values to get his title, so he needs to be... Um, courageous so i i can't remember like all the values that he needs to acquire so, so one of the first thing is um he's, he's very selfish so he needs to be more yeah generous so, so the first that's thing that's not the right name for the the value the first thing that happened is um he get lost and he, he find this kind of teenager it's actually played by barry kilgan um and barry kilgan give him basically direction to get to the, the green church where the green knight is. And he said, thank you. And kind of start to walk away. And Barry Kogan is like a coin for kindness and kindness is the first thing. So the first thing is he didn't actually give him anything for 
the direction to thank him for the value of his direction to thank him so he already failed the test he had to be asked to give the coins so he basically fails m most of the tasks yeah. until the very last one which he succeeds but it's interesting but kind of cheesy in a way what is it cheesy about the type of person you're supposed to be it's very catholic well i mean it is an like arturian legend so it is it, it was written like this is based on a poem of like only 12 line that was written in the 1600 or no even before that probably in the probably 13 before. or 1200 or even in like the 800 i actually don't know way down no <laughs> but but like this is an arturian legend so it's very old it's very like obviously catholic as as well it, there's no catholic challenges or like faith no. or thing but it's it's very what you're supposed to be and if you're not that then you're not a knight yeah and and like so, not really a good man right exactly for me the ending um i it, love the it's ending. not what you would expect right like you would expect <clears throat> okay it's gonna go one way and then it started going that way it's like oh wow like they really and they start going through a lot of years really fast and then uh, without saying the twist it's not really a twist but it kind of wrapped things up in a very interesting way i think it tells an amazing story uh, very quickly. And it's funny because since we saw it, we keep, and this is not going <laughs> to spoil anything, but we keep saying, off with your head. Off with your head. Did you know that the Green Knight, the, the actor that played the Green Knight, is the same actor that played the father in The Witch? Oh, really? With that big voice. I didn't know that. But it's a good movie, and I would definitely save it. Oh, yeah. Big save for me. I mean, a favorite movie of 2021. A great Christmas movie, to be really? honest. Really? Yeah, it's the Christmas game. It all happened on Christmas Day. But there's no Christmas. There's no but it's Christmas, the Christmas tree. game. <laughs> well, I mean, Christmas tree, I don't know if they were popular back then. I know. <laughs> but I think it's it's more a Christmas movie than Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which is oh, always yeah. thought was a dumb argument that Die Hard... That's not a Christmas movie. Because it happened on Christmas. I would save it and give it a three out of five. But you know what? I'm, I just want to say that I think it's a movie that I would rewatch. Oh, yeah. Knowing, you know, the ending and everything and maybe appreciate more. Because at first I didn't understand, kind of don't understand already what's in for him, what what the adventure yeah. is about and there's just a lot of there's a lot of visual storytelling there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of <laughs> metaphor like visually there's there's just so much happening it's great i love it it's actually a four out of five for me i don't think it's perfect at all but it was that's my favorite movie high. of that year that's a lot well i mean I, I think it could be higher. Like, I think if I keep rewatching it, eventually it could be higher. I, this is just not a film, the type of film that gets done very often. Next. Next. Oh, Saltburn. Saltburn. By um, Emerald <laughs> Fennel. She also did uh, Promising Young Women. Yeah. I really like that movie. It's great. Saltburn, starring Barry Keoghan again. Same actor from supporting role from The Green Knight. He's also in, in The Benchy of Inisherin which is a great film from last year. So, okay, first of all, again, I think visually, yes. one of the best-looking movie of the year for me. Cinematography. It was good. It was good. Um, I, I just, some of the shots in there yeah. are amazing. The, the use of reflections in mirrors and things, very interesting, especially once you, you know the story a little bit more and the theme. Yes. I, I personally loved it. I know you have your difficulty with it. I, I personally think it's, it's wild. It's weird. I actually... It's enjoy the weirdness I, I read something like this where there's there's a few shots in there where you expect the director to cut away because it is uncomfortable to see but she's staying with the shot and she make you kind of really stay in and give you a little bit of this maybe the the perspective of the character and like how that person is kind of torn between multiple facet of their personality he's very sick he needs help a lot of a lot of help to me it was a sad and depressing movie trying very very hard for the villain to be so villain and he what? is he's very villain but he's kind of like the protagonist at the same time i know but he's the hero and the villain at the same time he's not the hero how is he the hero well i mean even though he's a bad person you kind of root for him oh no i kind of do i 
At first, yes, because you don't know, right? You don't know. I think what bothered me the most is in the end, and I don't mm. want to spoil anything. No spoilers. But there's there is a twist, and to me, it was ridiculous that the that the twist lasts for about five minutes for you to understand the whole story. I'm like, this is so unrealistic, and it's trying so hard to be so smart when. The actions are t so tiny. The whole the whole story uh, holds on nothing. I disagree. I, I know. <laughs> I I don't think you need the twist for it to be a good film. But they needed the twist to I don't think justify so. the story. Not necessarily. It could have been just a a story of of things that just happen a certain way without anybody taking specific action to drive what's but, happening. But it justifies his personality and his character it reframes is some of his action that maybe at first you thought he's doing something for passion he's doing something for loss he's doing something because he's selfish and he, it, it reframed them and you understand maybe okay i actually he's not doing this for those specific reasons he's no. doing it for a different reason which that's why we, we don't want to talk about the ending because it would be spoiler and i think yeah. it, it's a film that you don't want to know no. what's going to happen go in blind as much as possible and i'm happy that the trailer is not selling some of the twists. I personally think that it works. I I didn't need the twist, but I think it works. I think the film overall, I really appreciate the the attention to detail, the storytelling, a lot of the the things that are left open for you to really kind of just have discussion about. And I I love this that it's not just force fitting you. Here's the story. Here's all the answer. I really like that it's it's ambiguous and I we yeah. we talked about it for a long time yeah. when we came back home and we weren't we weren't agreeing and we still are not agreeing something else barry keoghan in this film gosh he's so good he's so freaking good so good to be honest when he was announced to be the new joker i was like i don't know if i like this i know but this movie kind of sells me on it like i love this me too and if i did even if i didn't love that movie i loved his performance. Wow. Do you have an urge to rewatch? Because I have a urge to rewatch it. Yes. I feel like there's kind so of. much there. Yep. And visually. And I agree with you that the fact that she didn't turn the camera away mm. when certain scenes are kind of hard to watch, yeah. honestly. I felt for him in certain scenes because he really needs help. And she has a way of showing that that's kind of touching in the same way it's almost like um american psycho christian bale where he needs help but he's so in control of his decision like he's making all those choices himself but obviously he's not a stable individual but at the same time he's very much in control like i feel like there's this this person you should hate that you can also empathize with and that's why i think he's kind of the villain and the hero at the same time like it's crossing that line the final scene i was gonna talk about it listen <laughs> if Th this it's is so good you buying a ticket just, just to, to see, see that. the final scene it is glorious it is glorious it's amazing it, it's i understand you don't like the no the, but i i yeah. love that final scene and it's brilliant wow it's brilliant it means and so the much song that's playing yeah yeah that yeah, final that scene so much is might be the best scene of 2023 wow yeah it's amazing just for that scene i recommend you go see it but it's a very confronting movie mm. and i love that those are the kind of film that you don't see often on our instagram page i burnt it for me it's a big save i think i'm i would save it i i don't know it's, it's very it's, rare that i'm i'm feeling this way about a movie so it's coming out actually on prime Amazon Prime, oh. December 22. So if you want to watch it, watch During it the there. Holidays. I would give it a three star. Do not watch five. this with your family. Except if Unless you have a very open-minded family. Open -minded family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I would save it or burn it. It's. Uh, but you're, you're kind of like, you're unsure. Yes. You, you were really much burned. I hated it. I loved it. Three stars for me. Four star for me. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next one. Dream Scenario. Dream Scenario by Christopher Borgli. Borgl is uh, is Swedish, right? Or maybe Denmark, De Danish. Mm -hmm. Borgle, Borgli, Christopher something. Christopher Borgli. Borgli. I think this is the best performance I've seen he's from great. Nicolas Cage. There's a, a, a specific scene where he's making an apology. This is not something you would see from Nicolas Cage ever. So maybe we could say what the movie's about. Yeah, 
So basically, um, Nicolas Cage, whose character name is Paul, people start seeing him in their dream randomly. Everybody bar starts dreaming about him. Yeah, at it, it first that it's a few people in his class that have seen him and they start talking about it and people start realizing that they're all seeing him, Nicolas Cage character, in their dream. And it becomes that everyone on the planet is, is dreaming about him and seeing him. But it's kind of... It's not negative. No. You know, people are kind of happy about it. It's funny. And then he gets famous in it's, like a yeah. day. He gets famous. And then people Things start to have nightmare about him. And it start to, he starts to traumatize people in their sleep, including his daughter, his students. And then this is just kind of like a, a descent into hell after that. And Cancel culture. So it's a social commentary about instant famousness yeah. and cancel culture and how people treat you online it, it does a great job exploring how people get famous so fast and disappear as fast and people get canceled and people are not equipped to deal with fame exactly the impact on his own relationship with his wife his daughters his and students. how his own daughters uh, are impacted by that with yeah. other people it's a good idea What I didn't like is the first hour is kind of ruined by the trailer. The trailer has all the best moments of the first hour of the I film. I agree. And th this is not a long film. This is... I think it's an, an hour, hour 40. forty. Yeah. So the first hour, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen almost all the best part. And that's what I, I told you. All the the nightmares that yeah, we see that cool we part. think they're cool are in the trailer. So and, and then things take a different direction and I appreciate it. There's a lot of There's a specific part in the middle that is very much like kind forced. of like forced in yeah. to me. And That's I feel where like sick I, of myself did the same thing in the third act. It went too far. Yeah. Kind of. It's too much on the nose. It's kind of like... It wasn't natural in the movie. And, and it, everything was subtle enough. It was saying what I wanted to say about yeah. fame, about cancel culture. It so, gets to a point where it's just like, here's the message. Like it's a specific moment... Uh, how could we explain without telling what it is <laughs> with like the future of influencers and how you could get influenced and they took a part of his his story yeah. and at that moment i was like okay no and there's a specific device like a physical device i was like is this a joke and i think it's trying to make real, fun though. of it but yeah, yeah i didn't like it. it it's it's definitely like a parody of things that you would see in real life And yeah. also like how people would believe anything almost. It's funny because it's presented in a way where we know this is not real, but we are selling it to you. I think it's well done, but it's it's not really well woven into the narrative of the story. And it feels like the story needed something to like, okay, let's take this movie to the next step. And it didn't know how to like bring it like naturally. So they just brought it in. I must say though, uh, there is a reference to David Byrne The yeah. lead singer of Talking Heads and, and his the big suit and his big gray suit. <laughs> He's looking like a couch. That's great. And the final scene uh, is kind of about that and his wife. And it's it's a pretty it's a beautiful scene to me. I liked it. But overall, um, I didn't love Dream Scenario. I, I think for me, it's I would still save it because it's different. It's a three out of five, though. I would still burn it. Um, Just because of the twist, I didn't love it. And I would give it a three stars out of five. I think it's a forgettable movie, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, I think it's not going to age well, too. I personally think you should watch it because I think this director will, in the next 10 years... This is like a third movie. But I agree. That's what I was yeah. wanting to say. That that director is definitely... He's going to make a big film. Keep an eye on him. Yeah. And he definitely has, with that movie, Dream Scenario and Sick of Myself, a recurring theme about wanting to be famous the downside of being yeah. famous social sick media of myself is exactly what happens with the, the culture of trying to get attention yeah. at all costs it's always a little bit odd unsettling there's always a little bit of like just a drop of ore in there i agree i agree with you <laughs> <laughs> okay so the next movie is actually the movie i was saying that we might uh, that it's a little bit like saltburn to me where there's potentially after you've seen it Your opinion keep changing and changing. You think about it a lot. And it is May, December by Todd Haynes. So I had seen it. 
and you now see it twice you, now. Yeah, I rewatched it with you. In the last episode, I said that I love that movie. Yeah. It was a four star out of five for me, and I stand by my my uh, my position. I still love it, and I even saw other things that I hadn't seen. So here's the thing. My first review on Letterboxd, when I review it, I give it three out of five. My first review was Natalie Portman's performance shined the brightest. I think she was the best part of this film. Julian Moore is great, but I think Portman, just so good. Then I thought that everything has this kind of odd, uncomfortable aspect to things that it's not really anything in particular, but there's something weird, like a, a feeling that it's unsettling, it's uncomfortable a little bit. There's obviously the story is uncomfortable, but even the scene that don't directly speak about this, there's this weird like, ooh, I'm not feeling this, it's a bit odd, which I like. Then I felt like the story was also like kind of able to go anywhere. This this movie could have become a thriller, like a, like a, a story of like people killing each other, it could have went a comedy way. It was a very strong narrative. Like a, the, the story was so good and it, the character was so well fleshed out and so multidimensional that they could have brought the story multiple places. I thought they, I never knew what was coming. So that was your first impression. Yeah. And also I said that it was leaving me with a, a weird feeling like something ugly is always around the corner in this film. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I actually updated my 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 score to four out of five. What made you change your mind? So, Watching other, listening to other reviews. Talking, talking with you. Talking with you about. Because I had love it. Yeah, talking with you about the things that, that like, what do we think this means? What do we think happened? It's, There's a lot left to our in yeah. interpretation. There aren't that much of answers in that movie. Definitely. And, and the ending give you so many more questions and answers. I know. <laughs> and, I know and I love it so yeah my, my update was alright this one truly requires some time to process the more I think about it the more I love it there's lots to dig in and analyze there's some key lines of dialogue that fully change my mm. perspective I'm liking it more and more the way that it settled down with me we're gonna talk about the film openly there this is a movie, will be spoilers yeah it's available on Netflix right now you can go see it anytime if you haven't seen it just do not just skip to the next section. Yeah. It's going to be hard to talk about the story without talking about key points. Also talk about the in interpretation of it. So it's Julianne Moore. She met her husband when he was only 12 years old or 13 years old. And she goes to jail for sexual assault. And so Natalie Portman comes to her house uh, later, a lot later, because her husband, her husband is now 36 so this is like 20 years, years old. later. Right. And Natalie Portman comes to their house because she will be playing uh, Julianne Moore in a movie. Yeah. So to tell their story. So Natalie Portman is wants to interpret Julianne Moore in the best way possible. So she asks, can I come spend some time yeah. at your home and learn um, how you cook, how you put on your makeup? what What's the story? And ask questions yeah so she's learning for like she's basically gathering detail for how she's going to play her right so she's an actress and that's a big that's a big thing about people playing our people themselves are people playing roles obviously is one of the theme yeah and, and there's a specific scene where natalie portman goes to uh the school one of the schools julianne yeah. moore's daughter's school to talk about because they're studying cinema i think so, so that's what i want to talk about this is a scene that changed my entire interpretation of the yes. film so someone asked her, did you make any sex scenes in movie before? And she answered, yes. And then she talks about doing sex scene in a movie. It's very mechanical. It's like a dance. You've learned it and you're just doing the dance at the right time. And that's what it feels most, most of the time. But she also says sometime you spend so much time with the other actor, that actor, actress, you start to ask yourself, Am I experiencing pleasure right now? Or am I pretending that I'm not because I am acting in a film? And to me, when you look at the character of Natalie Portman or, or basically obsession. It says a lot about who she is and kind of unveils her true intentions. Yeah. Is she really studying the, them for a film? Or is or she obsessed with the case? Is she pretending 
or not pretending that she's experiencing pleasure from doing this research because one of the big things so interesting is that the end when you see so the end finish with her, you see her acting in the film for one scene and but it's so cheap looking yeah it's, a, it's, it's like a b-roll movie it's like a b-movie it's basically a not movie that, B. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like it's a it's a shit movie it's yeah. a movie that never an actress would go to the length that natalie portman went through to play this role this is like we, we're talking about tv movie and it, what's so weird is there is one scene in the movie she's doing a monologue that she learned off by heart which is a letter that julianne moore had wrote to her husband when she went to jail and her performance is so good. Like, she's a great actress, okay? And then when you see the final scene, you're like, we know how good of an actress she can be. So it kind of confirms yeah. that her intentions were just to... And, and we're talking not about Natalie Portman, but the actress that Natalie Portman play mm -hmm. is a good actress. And she proves it in the film. But the actual film that she's playing in it's kind of complicated. It, it's <laughs> not a great film. Natalie Portman ends up sleeping with Julianne Moore's husband. Yeah. And in that movie, he's basically like a teenager because he's with Julianne Moore since he's 13. He has kids. But in the whole movie, he's acting like, like a, a teenager. Yeah. And even Julianne Moore uh, acts like a around. mother. She bosses them around. She's like his mom. And he doesn't understand why she sleeps with him. He's like, oh, I thought, you know, maybe it meant something. And she's like, well, this is what grown-ups do. Because obviously she's cheating on her husband as well. And Natalie Portman is just another predator trying to take advantage of him. You think that Natalie Portman is there to Has help Has good him, intentions, yep. But definitely she's not. She's just, you know, baiting in her own obsession mm. and willing to do anything regardless of his emotion and, and the fact that he's a, a trouble, still kid, even mm. though he's like in his 30s. She's just looking out for herself she doesn't care and like this is a, a direct reflection of how julian moore also act with him and even julianne moore because you you mentioned that you really liked natalie uh, portman's performance but i really loved julianne moore too in that movie she is so troubled and you kind of don't know what you're supposed to believe because since she came out of jail mm. we learn by her um lawyer that she keeps busy baking for the neighbors so she gets uh, orders to bake cakes and there's one time where one of the neighbors said to her that she's that they're moving out so they're going to cancel their whole orders when paul comes home she is a mess hysterical. in bed she's historical hysterical she's crying at that very moment i kind of felt for her i was like okay that's that's kind of sad but even the community is pretending like this is another thing right yeah um natalie portman even like um interviewed the lawyer that defended julian moore and and she asked him when did all of this sink in that she was going to jail because she preyed on a teenager and he says, it never. yeah, did it ever? Because mm -hmm. this whole naive thing that she's playing is an act. And the whole community is just going along where you don't want to keep acknowledging it, but you can't get rid of the problem because they are unwilling to move and they are staying there. And everybody's pretending, everybody's smiling, everybody's ordering K to keep her busy. And you can feel, though, there's tension. Like in multiple scenes where she interacts with people from the town, there's tension. There's like bags of poop showing up at their house. You can tell the community <laughs> is unhappy. They're walking to their house. Bags of walking <laughs> to the house. It's it's a I love that movie. It's there's so much to bite on. There's so much, so many questions. Even yeah. now, Lots I've seen of layers. it twice. It's okay. This movie is now in my top five of best movies of the years because we're gonna have a episode on that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our favorite movie of the year. Yeah. So so this is for me. First of all, it's a save. Mm -hmm. It's a four out of five. Same. Same. Save, four out of five. I don't know yet if it's in my top five. It's in contention. Whew. Next one. Oh, we, <laughs> this is this is good. Uh, two, uh, like three huge, heavy movie, <laughs> huge conversation. But we go... Home alone. <laughs> so obviously this is, this is December. Christmas time is upon us. And we love Christmas. And we have our, like everybody probably, right? We all have our, our favorite Christmas film that we watch every year. And... Mary's 
favorite film, Christmas film? Oh yeah, Home Alone, the Home. first one. Yeah, uh, nineteen ninety. Huh? <laughs> fuck all of them. The other <laughs> one, like two and up. There's, there's six of them. Did Oof. you know that? It's it's fun. Such a fun movie. It's comforting. It's cute uh the fashion is amazing the house is beautiful so i liked it it's, it's great it's a classic I, i do wish there was more I, i feel like in my head the the traps and kind of like games and like uh, all the stuff was the like most of the movies yeah but it's like the last 20 minutes mm, yeah not exactly like yeah. the last 30 minutes yeah not maybe like 20 20, 20 whatever like It's not a lot of the film. A lot of the film is just him being alone. But I like that. I And wish... I love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is amazing. I love when he go gets groceries alone. Yeah, and he has like his little coupon because he's seven years old. And I love the way he answers to the cashier when she's like, oh, you you alone? He's like, oh, my mom is, or my sister's waiting for me in the car. And then she finally asks, where do you live? And he's like, I can't say that. You're a stranger. And he's such like a little grown up. And when he steals the... The toothbrush. The toothbrush. He's all sad walking home. Yeah. I'm a criminal. I'm a criminal. And when the two <laughs> grocery bags just like explode. So cute. I still and, think I would rather have more traps. Uh, it's fine. I, and all his traps are good i want more are traps good i want more traps. enough you can watch a second one in no New i don't York. want to watch the second one i want more traps it's not enough like <laughs> everybody seven years oh, old come every, on no, but it's not about that everybody <laughs> that watch home alone what are they going to talk about they talk about the traps i don't agree i know it's your favorite christmas movie <laughs> so obviously like you think it's the best thing i love when the pizza man delivers the pizza and and but bumps it in doesn't, the little it doesn't statue. drive the story ahead it's just cute it's but i'm just saying People watch Home Alone for the traps. Oh, for the come thief on. getting messed up by a kid. That's what's fun. <laughs> That's the best part. Everybody knows that. I want more traps. It should be an hour of traps. <laughs> 30 minutes of the rest. It's it's I a know. it's a good film. It's not exceptional. I never seen another Christmas movie this good. What? Oh, Sorry. Come on. It's so good. Okay, like she's obviously biased. Like she's just, it's her favorite film. She thinks it's the tell greatest me, thing of all time. Tell me, tell me what other movie is great. Jingle All the Way is better. Oh, come on. The Dark, the, the, the Green Knight. The Dark Knight. <laughs> the Green Knight. <laughs> Next up, The Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993. And a lot of people think it's a Tim Burton movie, but it's not directed by Tim Burton. It's Yeah, it's from the mind of Tim Burton or something like that. It's like, I guess he... he He came up with the idea, maybe, or I think like so. the sh a short story, or like an idea for the script. But it's actually directed by Henry Selick, the same guy that directed Coraline. I, I don't know if I consider it a Christmas film. I, we had this debate. To me, it's more an Halloween film than a Christmas film. You think it's more a Christmas film, right? I don't know. Maybe it's better to watch it in November. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's <laughs> like right after Christmas. Uh, sorry, right after Halloween is actually the right time to watch it because in the movie, it's you're in between those two seasons as well. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's fine. It's, it's good. It's a musical. The songs are good. It's it's an interesting idea. It's, it's fun. fun. The first 30 minutes are like 10 out of 10. Great. Like him, like the Halloween song, then him going into the Christmas town mm -hmm. for the first time. All of this. I do feel like once he's like building this plan to like steal Christmas, it's not as good. The songs oh, I like are, that. But like the, the first 30 minutes are like amazing. Oh, I don't agree. The only part I didn't really love is with the hoogie, the oogie boogie yeah. with Santa Claus when he's with the oogie boogie. I'm like, okay. But overall, it's a great movie. No, there, there's still some great moment in the third and the second and third act. But I think overall, it's not as strong. The songs are not as good. Then this is Halloween and whatever the, the, what is this? What is this? The other one are not as good. There's still good song and there's still some good moment. But I think... For me, the corpse bride part with the weird scientists, I, I'm, I'm like, eh, you know, it's okay. I like it. And the kid, it's fun. But again, I just think that it's a really strong 10 out of 10 t first 30 minutes. And then it, it gets more like 5 out of 10 for the, the rest of the film. It's still a great film overall. I give it 3 out of 5. I, I would give it a 3.5 out of 5 and save. So this is time for Mr. Dan. This is my friend. He's going to review a movie. We don't know what he's going to talk about. That's it. Welcome to another week of Dan's Review. <laughs> This week, The Social Network. Ooh. Oh. Um, 
filmed in 2010 and has Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, and Mr. Justin Timberlake. Um, it's probably the fourth time or fifth time I've watched wow. this movie. Uh, but since my original watching, I am no longer a user of Facebook, <laughs> minus their chat functionality. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> main characters, I feel like I would not have interacted with them in my own university days. <laughs> I feel like I probably would have beat them up. I just what? feel like they're, they've really written these characters so well where you just want to reach into the TV like you're the girl from It and just punch them in the face. But one person you don't want to punch in the face now is Army Hammer as he will probably eat your hand as he is a cannibal. I'm what? sure there is a joke somewhere in there about those twins eating each other through the network itself. <laughs> Um, <laughs> He's talking about great that. movie all in all. It's got a lot of drama, a lot of weird interactions between the Napster dude and uh, people who are not of drinking age and some paranoia. Um, for someone who's worth a gazillion dollars, um, he goes back and tries to add his ex-girlfriend at the end of the movie. That is what's called the slide back. Uh, and I, unlike Zuck, will not be sliding back to Facebook. <laughs> Lastly, truly last gripe, uh, Justin Timberlake tells Zucks to drop the the in hmm. the Facebook. Why is this movie called The Social Network? 7.5 out 10 stars. Did you see that movie? I, I did when it came out. And actually, I've been wanting to go back because this is David Fincher. Mm -hmm. So I remember watching it when it came out. And rem do you remember when they announced they were making a Facebook movie? Yes. How... Everybody thought it was the most ridiculous thing you ever heard. Yeah. And it's funny now because now every, like, this is becoming a trend where products are getting movies. Blackberry has a, uh, a movie. Steve Jobs has Lego. Lego is an it's amazing movie. Um, <laughs> Minecraft is getting a movie. Yeah. But I mean, like, this is more a video game. But, like, companies. My coffee is kicking in. Uh, the Tetris movie. Like a lot of like IP, like uh, product and, you know, stuff like this. The the hair movie for Jordan or whatever. I, I remember it being good. And I, and I recently I've been hearing a lot of people saying like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's one's David Fincher's best. And it's such a great film. And I, like it's been too long. I really need to rewatch it. Okay, so here's what we'll do. Whoa. We're going to rewatch it. Yeah. Dan, we're going to rewatch this movie and we're going to talk about it in... Uh, next episode. I mean, I love David Fincher. Me too. Probably one of my favorite working director. Yeah. Gone Girl. Oh my God. So, Seven. so good. Seven. Gone Girl. I thought you were giving, I thought you were giving it a seven. <laughs> no, no, I was no, no, like, no. okay, this is low. Gone Girl, seven. Uh, the Killer, which is great. Uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, but yeah, David Fincher is great. And I, I've been wanting to rewatch The Social Network because it's been so long. I don't know about this army Heimer uh, cannibal stuff. I don't know if it's a joke or if it's real life. We're going to rewatch it. I'm going to need to like yeah. dig into that. Okay. Anyway. Um, next movie, we watched Shoplifters. So this is our spotlight movie. This is a 2018 Japanese film from the same director, Irokazu Koreeda. First time. So I've never seen any any film from this director before this me week. neither and the reason why we wanted to do monster is that we saw that he won best screenplay at the Cannes festival this year shoplifters is uh 2018 yes and it's the story of a so it's a family a, a japanese family that, with uh, that, not a lot of money. Yeah, a, a poor a Japanese poor, family yeah. that um, basically the dad teach his kid to shoplift, to survive. At the beginning of the film, very early on, they see a little girl playing outside. She's uh, not playing, she, but well, anyways. She's, yeah. yeah, she's outside by herself. She's like, what, six, seven? And it's cold out. Yeah, it's, it's snowing. Yeah. So they bring her home. To feed her and let her... Keep her warm and yeah. just... And they kind of end up keeping her. Yes. The the family that... The, the parents of that little girl never report her missing. missing. And we, we it's kind of like understood that they're not really good parents. It took two months for them to report the little girl as missing. So we kind of get 
what type of family they are. They just and don't care about her. She had, she has burn mark and she has bruises. Scars. It's super so, sad. Yeah. And and basically you get you just kind of follow this family around for like something like what four or five months maybe. And it there are beautiful beautiful moments. Mm. Very just ordinary life. As a family eating noodles, <laughs> I went to buy ramens after that movie because <laughs> and corn. yes, and corn. And the little girl seems just so happy. She's well taken care of. They go shopping with her. There's one scene where she's trying on bathing suits because she never went to the beach, so they want to bring her to the beach. And she asks her mother. Well, it's not her real mother, but she asks. So you're not gonna hit me, right? So we kind of learn that she was so so because she has to choose between two dress and she's wearing one and the mother's like oh this one is like do you want this one right like it, it would look better and then i think the little girl wants the other one but she's scared to s saying that she wants the other one oh i didn't uh so she's that. like you're not gonna eat me i think it's like eat like, me hit me you're not gonna <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna hit me right it's like you you're not gonna Punish, punish me. me for not for wanting something i think th that's the way i read it actually mm. but it's so we learned quiet. that she was uh she was getting yeah. beat up by her family and yeah, so yeah. it's it's a very slow movie uh quiet quiet beautiful scenes just a loving family in their day what what's happening in a day there's one particular scene where it's filmed from like the mm. top and they're looking at fireworks but the way it's presented is so gorgeous so gorgeous it's kind of a slice of life and you just follow them around it, it's really not your typical like there's not a lot of things happening it's very just you follow the character you get to learn them you get to learn the dynamic of the family and slowly there's little things little hints about like maybe this family is not normal mm -hmm. where i'm not saying like parasite where they're killing people i'm saying more like it's maybe not the more typical family that you would expect it to be. And the way that they are presenting themselves is a very certain specific way. And then maybe there's advantages to that. And it's also um, questioning what it what it is to be a real a mother, a family, what it takes for a child to evolve in a family and to be happy. It's a very interesting, very interesting yeah. movie. It's kind of like going after the definition of what is a family and it's and at some point so towards the end in the last like maybe 30 minutes this is where like there's a, a shift a sharp shift in where the story is going and and maybe there's something you would expect to happen but you wouldn't expect everything it it kind of unveil yeah right this is where like the movie the characters are asking very specific question about family about motherhood about fatherhood about what it means to be a family and basically this is the movie asking us to reflect on those things what i wrote in my review is what is that it's a heartbreaking story delivered like a whisper mm -hmm. where it's just so tender and quiet yep and and it's it's bringing you in this beautiful but not pretty kind of story where there's a lot of hurt people there's a lot of of misunderstood people and there's a lot of, of people that that wish they could have something and they can't have it and they find a way to actually create a positive impact in the world while fulfilling those need and you can definitely argue that they are doing something bad mm. yes. but it's such an uh, it's delivered such a beautiful way it's I hard agree. to not empathize with them we could say it's a dramatic story mm. yeah but so. there's no screaming and no most of the reactions are calm. It's it's kind of weird, but you can immediately tell that it's not an American movie. Yeah. The storytelling, the way um, actors, their reactions. It's a very interesting movie, very deep, very touching movie. And even though the story's sad, I've, I felt relaxed yeah. when the movie ended and it, I had so many questions and it, it's funny because we both never seen any movie from this director and right away now Ugh. i would watch anything me he does. too me too his vision the way he 
presents things and he doesn't say everything as no. well. We love that. Yeah. It's just show no, so show good. don't tell. So good. It's not force feeding. This is a big save for me. me Great too. film. Me Four too. out of five star. Me too. I was so happy in you too because I think we watched it on Thursday evening and we were yep. going to the cinema Friday to see Monster and I was even more hyped yeah. to see Monster. Let's talk about it. Monster Monster. Is new film. So mm -hmm. same director. There's actually one uh, actress that is uh, coming the, back the for this film mm -hmm. who play another mom. So Monster, I'm going to quickly talk yep. about the story. This is um, when a mother or young son, Minato, start to behave strangely. Basically, the mother gets worried and she basically understand that a teacher at his school is mistreating Supposedly. him. Yeah. She, so she believed that the, the teacher is mistreating him, telling him he has a pork brain, that he's no good, and he's actually hurting him. So Physically, yeah. He had a bloody nose and, and a hearing, uh, not a hearing, a sorry, ear. a hair that was bleeding as well. Yeah. So she, go, she goes to school to kind of figure out what's happening. That's the story that we're presented. So if you haven't seen it and you want to go see it, I would say stop listening now. Oh, yeah? Because I think we should, we're going to talk about the film with the spoilers because it's going to be very hard to talk about it mm. without actually talking about some of the big theme quickly it's a four out of five a 4.5 out of five for me and it's a huge save go watch this film it's amazing it's it's incredible and it's so important so if you if you don't want anything spoiled to you stop here we, we recommend it go watch it and let's talk about the story so the story is presented in three different perspective and there's always a reference point which is the bridge with the um, fire trucks on it and it kind of restarts the story with a different perspective what a smart way as a director right you're gonna go through the same story three times and you don't want to have to write three years later well like yeah before. three months before three months you know like or rewinding mm. so you use an impactful image so in this case you have fire truck going towards a building and then you have a building burning, burning down and every time we rewind back in time use that as a signal to the the the, the listener to the the viewer we are now back in time and we're going to go through this again through a different story so smart so the first narrative that we follow is the mother and the son mm -hmm. but mostly the mother right so we follow her the most And she learned about her son uh, being mistreated at school. And she goes to school to complain. The school is unwilling to actually help her. They keep apologizing, but not doing anything about the problematic teacher. Yeah. And, and I love her in teacher. that role. She is there for her son. I love the way she's aggressively... Um, wanting her son to be okay and yeah. protected and... So it's, you really, at that point, you really believe that the teacher is doing harm to Minoto. And, and she's not like hysterical, right? No, no. She's coming in and she's worried and she's concerned. And she's like, do you understand what this man is doing to my child? Mm -hmm. There's just a bunch of, of people coming in every meetings and just apologizing, apologizing and looking at their notes and being like, well, we know that we can see. We, uh, we hear your concerns. They're and, just... And we can get, we can, we can confirm that uh, his hand touch his nose, mm. but it's like, yeah, he hit him, but it's like, no, no, no. What we're saying is that we there can was confirm a contact. There was a contact. And in the movies, it's like, this is a contact. It's yeah. so good. In that section, you meet the, the professor, Mr. Ori, and Ori come in to apologize. And he seems like a bad person. You don't like him. And then the first rewind happened. This is maybe 45, 50 minutes into the film. And now we follow Mr. Hori. We learn that it's a big misunderstanding. Perhaps the son is actually bullying other students. And Mr. Hori was trying to control and like make sure everyone was safe. But he's actually very caring. Yes. And there's one specific moment where um, Minori has a fight with another boy. Minato. Minato, sorry. <laughs> and that's when he gets his ear hurt. Yeah. And the teacher... Mr. Hori. Hori says, listen, I'm not going to talk about this to anyone to protect them. 
But that's when, in the first part, he's held responsible for protecting them. And the nose was that he was actually trying to stop him from destroying the, the class because they are at school, in primary school, and he, he was basically making a mess in the class and he's trying to stop him and then by accident, he bumped his, his elbow. elbow into his nose. Yeah. And right away, he cared for him and he brings Sorry, him to yeah. the... The, the nurse or something, yeah. So the whole things get flipped. And also you start seeing his side of how the meeting goes. Mm -hmm. And the fact that every time he apologized, everything he said was specifically told like told by other people, this is what you're going to say when you apologize. Exactly. You see the control of the school trying to protect the, 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 the school reputation. And they're not willing to do something because they know that Mr. Ori actually did nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. They believe him, but they have no choice. And there's also in that second rewind, you see, what's his name? Min Minoto? Uh, Minato. Minato trying to protect one of his friends getting bullied. I think it's that in the third rewind. Is Oh yeah? Because in the third rewind, we follow Minato, the son. Mm -hmm. But I think we see some of it. Some of it. But we really follow Mr. Ori the most, I think. He has to leave school because it basically gets to a place where the rumors and everything are so bad. He has to leave school. Nobody likes him anymore. And it's weird because the students are... It, it feels at that point where the students are scared of either um, Minato or Mr. Ori to a point where they are unwilling to talk and, and tell the truth about the fact that the, the professor didn't do anything wrong. And we have this, this accumulation point right before the rewind where he walks to the ledge of a roof and we and then it cuts. So we can suppose that he might want to commit suicide. In the first part, when we follow the mother, <laughs> there's a time where our son disappeared. Mm -hmm. And she's looking for him and she, she basically, a neighbor told her that he was on his bike in the specific section and then she goes there and she finds her son in kind of a... Um, Tunnel in water? Yeah. Like a... Like, um, yeah. Like Akadzuk a, kind of? Like... Yeah. I, I think I see... It's it, like a big like metal a sewer, tunnel and like a with sewer, a little bit of water. Yeah, like a tunnel sewer with water. And he's just playing in there and he's singing this song, Who is the monster? Am I the monster? And this comes back a second time when we follow the teacher where he figure out that Minato was closer to one of his classmates than we actually potentially uh, believe. He then go with the mother into this tunnel to see if they are there. Because their little camp was in a abandoned wagon train. Yeah, so when we do the third rewind, this is what we learned that Minato is actually... He's actually torn with a friendship with one of the, the school children that is actually oh he's in love well he thinks he's in love with his friend but he doesn't like also so this other children is getting making fun of because he's different and like i, I don't know if the other children know that maybe this children is homosexual or bisexual but they're making fun of him and the dad of this children i don't remember his name tell him that he has a pork brain and minato is kind of in this weird where don't talk to me in front of other people and he's kind of like torn between being friend with him and like also he doesn't want to be associated with him because he has emotion for him. At that moment, it's like, oh my God, you, you understand that the teacher has nothing to do with it and he was just trying to protect them. Twice, you relive all the event and mm -hmm. it totally reframe the perception exactly. that you would have. And, and it's not just a gimmick where it's like slightly it's truly a game-changing mm. amount of information that totally changed the way you perceive things the way that's like dream scenario wanted to make a commentary about how fast we are canceling people how fast people go through you know uh purely based on perception and things are might not be real we are canceling people out of nowhere this is also attacking a similar subject where this teacher is getting basically canceled right Leave, has to leave school, blame resign, for. blame for everything. And then as information comes in, totally reframe. And we have multiple character. Um, the principal is another character that basically you learn more and more about them and it reframe the information in a way that you totally change the way that you see the character and their story. Really touching an important subject where 
Two young boys are questioning their own feelings. The fact that they can't openly talk about it to adults, like his own mom. And, and one event that get reframed once that becomes heartbreaking is um, when he get hurt on his ear, his mom take her to, take to the hospital, take him to the hospital um, to get like basically checked up. And he does a MRI, like he get checked on the machine and... Which, which was non-necessary for the ear. It was the But mom's request. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, let's just make sure everything is fine. And the son, on the way back from the hospital, keep asking her, did they find anything? Is something wrong with me? And she's like, no, no, everything was right. And once you go to her story two, three times, you understand that he's he thinks something's wrong with him and he thinks this would show up. Or he wants, I think, something to show up medically, like on this the MRI scan, To mm -hmm. be like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. My emotions are caused by something that is Normal. there. Uh, yeah, a doctor can see. Mm. So it's super sad that at that young age, he can't even experience, yeah. oh, am I, you know, do, do I like women and men? Do, what am I, you know? Well, I don't think he even That's thinks about queer. this. That's the queer. No, he doesn't know what's... He's just confused. And he thinks like this is not normal for me to feel confused. He doesn't know why he's confused. He doesn't know that it's wrong or right. But, but I think he's, he's been, looking for an answer. Yes, but he's been told by his mom that your dad will come back once you get married and have kids. So... Not come back. Listen. That your dad or... That, that, that I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you until the day you have your own family right. that can take care of you and you can take care of them. And That's at some it. point he says, maybe I'm not like that. Right? Exactly. In the sense that maybe I won't be able to get that it's such an amazing movie it's so good and and the end the ending oh, so the, the the hurricane the two kids are in the train wagon playing and the hurricane happened and basically there's a landslide that covered the train and mm. the mom and the teacher are going there to find them and once they get there it's totally recover um and basically they are able to kind of open one of the window and look inside and it cuts and this is how the second story like um end and in the third story we see the kids perspective and then they are in the train and again the landslide happened and one of the the key thing and, and the, the, the end is kind of open to interpretation here's the way that I'm, i'm seeing it i agree with you earlier when they were playing together they saw a train track and there was um a gate, a gate. that that stopped them from going across and the train track was like over a bridge And one of the kids said, this is the end of the line of the train, basically, right? And at the end, uh, after the landslide, basically, they come out of the train and it's sunny and then they run through the field mm. and then they walk towards the train track and the gate is gone and they just walk they, past. No, they run. They they're run running. Past. They're laughing. Music as if they're free to yeah. be what they could be. The fact that the gate is gone and that This, is, this was the end of the line to me, me. Like, I personally think that they've died. Me too. And, oh, so one scene that right before we are about to rewind, there's this weird... Um, it, it sounds like a saxophone noise. It's not music. It's like... Mm, mm. And in the first two story, you don't know where it's coming from. And it's kind of unsettling. It's weird. You think that it would start to become music, but it doesn't. And in the third storytelling, when the son um, is uh, in the school, he talks with the principal and he asks her, basically, he kind of admits to her that he's in love with the other boy. And he basically asks a question about if it's possible to be happy if you are different. And she answers something like, happiness is not reserved to normal people it's it should be with everybody and you can tell that he's he has difficulty expressing how he's feeling he's a kid and he's you know navigating very complex emotion and she's going through something very similar and they are both in a place where they are unable to talk about their emotion because it's very heavy very complicated and th this principle went through a lot of guilt and in most likely it's experiencing a lot of stress from our situation And what she does is she give him a trombone and she take a tuba and she says, just, just blow hair into it and let your, like, let it speak for what you can't say. And they blow into the instrument. And that's the noise you've been hearing 
the two first time. And I, I know you didn't care for it, but for me, that's the moment that I started to cry. It was so much like the fact that you can't tell something and, but you have so much that you need to let out and the noise that it, they created together in the scenes and the principal is crying as she's doing it was just heartbreaking. And it's a, a beautiful <laughs> movie. I would save it. I would give it a 4.5 out of 5. Same thing. Save it. 4.5 out of 5. I think it's better than Shoplifter. Both are great. I love both. <laughs> But you give it a higher score. I love both. So to me, this is one of the best movie of the year. If you have a chance to go see it, go see it because it's really good. I know it's not everywhere. I'm so happy that we discover a new director. It's not something you me do too. often, right? I agree. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. It's going to be a long one. Yeah, and... The next one might be even longer because we are talking about Poor Thing. Oh my God, I can't wait for it. And this is a bit of a movie we've been wanting to see. Anticipation Emma Stone in like, that movie, she seems amazing. I like, have what, high months? hopes. Six yeah. months we've been wanting to see it. Next Friday, December 22nd. Oof. I'm excited. We're, we're also going to watch uh, The Favorite. Yes. So that's going to be the spotlight movie. Yeah, I think so. Feel free to leave us a comment if you are watching us on YouTube. Subscribe. Hope you enjoyed the episode. It was nice chatting with you. Like, subscribe, go follow us everywhere. YouTube, TikTok, Google, podcasts. Leave a comment, leave a review. Have a great day. Have a great one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Nice work, Bone Daddy. <laughs>